everyone, we are back with the next episode of the Raiders Rambles. I am Jolt, chief host of the show, and joining me, as always, is none other than my co-host, Avira. Hey, what's up, guys? Hope your uh, Friday's going well. Yeah, today is um, the day before Christmas Eve, and this is our season finale! What is it, season five now? This is season five, indeed. Good lord. Wow, yeah, it's been a... All right, cool. And well, now it is it. indeed the day before Christmas, but up there... Oh, yeah. That's true. <laughs> oh, we're not... You're not there yet. Eh, not quite. <laughs> anyway, um, joining us as always, our interim host, Noble. Uh, I wish it wasn't so overcast here. I don't know about you, but I have a very sunny day, and it's actually feeling a pretty warm. It's wonderful and warm, but I do miss the whole spring days that I've been having for the past week or so. So, yeah. Down here, the heat is hit and miss. You either, you know, put up with it okay enough to survive it, or you just wish summer was cooler. Oh, you're so glad that your living room has a reverse cycle. <laughs> yeah, that's it. And joining us for this week, we have we have Reverend Astral Wolf. Hello. Tell me, how, how are you? How are you today? Cold. <laughs> Cold. Eh? Is, how, what's it up there? Up there, you know, is it is it the time of the year where the winter chill just comes up and you know? Uh, well, they just this weird. <laughs> That's been going through. That's affecting half the country. Yeah. Mm, this morning, yeah. this morning it woke up at fifty degrees, and it's now fourteen degrees, and that wind is howling out there. That is a pretty rapid drop. Mm-hmm. If it's howling, just throw a brick at it. <laughs> yeah, right. We're trying to compete. The wind is blowing so hard, the brick might catch flight. <laughs> yeah, dude, uh, down here on Long Island as well, same thing. It's been windy all day, like gusts. It started at night, actually. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. All right. So, as you must know, if, not, if I I can't really say why I wasn't here, other than I was crook last week. But now I'm just still here, and like the effects are still here, and I'm just you know, battling it out, I suppose. But, you know what? Here we are, you know? We've made it through the long, long ride that was 2022, and we're still here and alive. <laughs> yeah. Man, I can't believe it's 2022 already. Actually, it's going to be 2023 next week. What the heck? Well, we've still got a couple more. Yeah. It's going to be 2023 next week. It's crazy. And it's, mm -hmm. like everyone was saying, it's just right there. It's almost Christmas. Mm -hmm. yeah. So, yeah. So, in the spirit of, you know, what, what's been happening, and as we look back through memory lane, what has really happened as of note throughout the whole of 2022? It's a crazy ride. Well, it started out okay, you know, January 2022, New Year. Yeah, and then I think February or whatever, like everything just kind of turned upside down. And I think that was a time where we all, all of us down here, some of us as the Furry Raiders, got infatuated with the letter Z. <laughs> yes, Mother Russia. Oh my God. The first uh, like actual conflict in, in Europe since like World War II. It's crazy. But I think it stands to be one that just was so pivotal that's changed the course of the world. But no one expected it to last this long, too. Like, we thought it was going to be a, like a blitzkrieg or something. That's how it looked in the first couple of weeks or so. And then, I don't know. And I think That's what happens when you have uh, reality smack in with imagination. Interesting things happen. So, yeah, that happened, and it's still happening. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. It still is, especially like when the people who are really running the show are so detached from reality. Like you said, Noble. But in all up, though, it's um, I think I actually think the what was the most funniest thing about this whole 
Zed affair was the the overblown reaction to it. Oh yeah, yeah. I think, like, look at it this way: if you basically got all all these sanctions and all that put against you, you had you know all the stuff leaving you. You know, you're not allowed to have McDonald's. You're not allowed to have Pornhub and all that just because you invaded a country. You know, I think sacrificing McDonald's and Pornhub isn't actually a bad thing, now that you think about it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah. Like, at I'm least sure there's countries a silver are... lining to it. At least now, people will be healthier, both physically and spiritually. Yeah, I guess that's that's a positive. So, hey, look. Look on the positives, right? You lose on something, you gain something even greater. It just boggles my mind that Putin has not dropped nukes yet. Like, the dude is so crazy. I think that's something that he probably wants to do when people are trying to tell him not to, because it's just so damn bonkers. He's threatened it. I know, he's, he's insane. Yeah, he's cautioned that, like, you know, lay off the whole interference thing, or, you know... You know, we have all these you know, hypersonic missiles to start with. <laughs> And yeah, we haven't well, even revealed that true power level yet. Dude, drone technology too is looking really cool. And not just weapons, but like for entertainment too. I know. But, but it's just come up to that level too, yeah. But hey, you know what? The, I think you know what the biggest challenge everyone, every furry can't, could never forget about this whole Russia thing? How to buy art from a Russian artist. Yes. Oh, now, Fox, uh, sorry, Joel, 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 don't forget this whole fur trade thing. I mean, m wasn't it majority of uh, decent you know, fursuit fur was made in Russia? Yes, that's what I was, I remember too, when we had a certain person on the show earlier this year. A lot of the synthetic fur was made in Russia. Yeah, well, a lot of our um, well, fursuit makers and like even just artists, you know, traditional, digital, whatever. Yeah, a lot of them happened to live there. And now it's you can't even use like PayPal right. to pay them because anymore. PayPal so it's, was um, oh. embargoed, you know, in Russia. Yeah, it's like that, if but you're... the Russians found a way to adapt. Yeah, as they do. Yep. But yeah, it uh, must yeah. suck like being a furry in Russia. Like imagine living in like I don't know Saint Petersburg or something, and this is like your your job, right? And now what? Oh, a lot of your clientele are probably Americans and. Uh, and all that, like not even, you know, and all that. But hey, look on the silk, you know. But now that they've found a way to adapt, it says, you know, it's not an impossible or daunting anymore to buy art from a Russians. And let me tell you, they are some of the most talented furry artists out there. Oh, yeah, definitely. But it does beg me the question, too. Like, it is saying something as well that. I, and this has not escaped my notice, is that the center of power for commerce in the real world and in the furry world is shifting away, like, from, you know, from the Western countries like the United States to, like, you know, your Russias, your Brazils, and what have you. Yeah, Japan, South Korea. Yeah, did you know Jolty was only half, partially made in the United States? Oh, no, I didn't know that. Oh, wait, no, I think I did. Yeah, I think the head was different, right? Yeah, the head, the hands, and right, uh, right. was partially made um, in Argentina. <laughs> yeah, cool. So I guess you know your next, your probably your next order of business is to you know do like I do and like buy a first suit in Argentina or Brazil or whatever. Yeah, that's pretty cool when you think about it. I mean, part of it was made in the United States, another one made in Argentina, and then they're shipped across the world to Australia. Like, wow. I mean, yeah, that's part of the beauty, isn't it? Their first suits are modular. That is true. Well, yeah, if you have a partial. Or even a full, you know, you just Frankenstein something and, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mine was made in Canada. Yeah, huh. I ain't too bad, though. Yeah, probably, you know, a really well-known, you know, Canadian first suit maker. Stormfire. Mm-hmm. But that also begs another question too, like with regards to fursuits and that, like and the whole Russia thing has ended everything that the prices of literally anything and everything have really skyrocketed. 
Ah, yes, that's another another fun thing that happened uh, during this year. Inflation across the world. Oh. Like, scary bad inflation. Oh my goodness. But that's for everything. You know, not, not just gas prices, like, even, like, furry art has, like, doubled in price. I think Everything something, something, the cost of living. Yeah, that too. I know furry art has doubled in price. You know, and it's like, and now you're, you know, your challenge is to, like, find the, trying to snap up a fantastic deal. Well, a full fursuit right now, it would be like buying a used car. So, you really gotta prioritize things, you know? And even then, the car market, you know, the car market wasn't ruined because of this whole thing, right? It was, it's been ruined, like, since COVID. Mm, yeah, that's true. Yep. Well, unfortunately, this is a sad part. Tesla has been able to adapt a lot quicker than every other automotive industry. No. Yeah. I mean, Literally right. because they control every aspect of the vehicle. So if all of a sudden one chip becomes unavailable, they go, oh, we'll just go reprogram another one. Whereas, unfortunately, if you go like Toyota, Ford, General Motors, they have to track down who programmed it, what subcontractor pro programmed it, and see if they can get another chip working. It's psychotic. <laughs> well, that's why when I was looking for a newer Outback, because I had a 2018 that rolled 100,000 miles, I was like, do I get a 2020? Do I get a 2021? Do I get a 2022? Because, you know, at least with a 2020, you're not going to be running into, oh, we had to use an alternate uh, chip supplier, and maybe that chip isn't as well supported as what they were usually getting. So I ended up with a 2020. Oh, yeah. And I back mean... then, in August, you know, the dealerships had barely any stock on the ground. And even then, it's not improving though. But but the thing about the matter is, Tesla has the um has the upper advantage of like all the trending things because you know everyone you know climate change is a fucking trend and a half now. Tesla might be trending, but a car company that produces vehicles, if they can't simply turn around and provide a customer one fucking bolt because it was forgotten during manufacturing process. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I want to stay away from that. I, I want to stay away from yeah. the iPhone of the car industry. I'm sorry, but yes, fine. They may be able to, you know, quickly switch over chips, but if they can't supply basic parts yeah. that should be provided with a vehicle, then just no. Mm -hmm. hmm. But yeah. But it's all up, though, regards to all this. Like, prices of everything that, like I said, really shot up, you know? How much is um how much is petrol gas over there? Like what four bucks, five bucks, six bucks a gallon at the worst? Actually around my area it's starting to get below three dollars. Oh, below three? Wow. Yeah, well there's a bit of a competition over by my work, so yeah. <laughs> a lot of people are still below three fifty and we're sitting there like, oh, two ninety three. Okay. Yeah. Remember a yeah, couple years right. ago, it was like a dollar eighty-six on Long Island. Ugh, it never got that low up here. I wish it did. Yeah, and now at its worst, it was like four, five, or six, and far. Oh yeah, out. dude, I saw six ninety-nine for diesel. Ugh. Seven dollars a gallon. Can you imagine, like, being a trucker and having to pay for that? That is. I sick. think the price of diesel is a bit, you know, higher than that. But hey. Yeah. Hey, Jay Leno cracked that joke when they interviewed him after he got all healed up from his uh, incident. Um, he was saying that the most ex expensive part of the whole deal was the gasoline because it's seven fifty in California. Oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah. And all it was a little bit that it was blown out of the fuel line, and the pilot light on the car he was working on caught it on fire. It was an old white. Huh. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> got a live comment. From Mint, Putin's persona is a bear, and I'm positive of it. <laughs> oh yeah, it's got to be. You ever see a squirrel and hedgehog? How they always have like the Russian is like a bear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's totally true. I don't know. I thought Putin discovered his persona four years ago with the advent of the previous previous World Cup. 
<laughs> and that was Zabivaka. Oh, yeah. Well, I think Z Zabivaka is more like Russia's persona. Like, Putin has his own thing. <laughs> and that was Zabivaka. Oh, yeah. Well, I think... Anyway, the, um, aside from all of that, yeah. A lot of other things did happen, though. Yeah, we had we had the World Cup towards the end of the year. You know, for those who pay, do pay attention to sports ball, that was um, <clears throat> that was um, you know, a spectacle in and of itself, in more ways than one. But what else did happen that was of note this year? The head Power Ranger unfortunately passed away. Yeah, yeah we had some prolific deaths too. You know, head Power Ranger Queen Elizabeth II. Yep. May yeah, that rest in peace and may rough. the king's reign be as short as his temper. Oh boy! And a whole host of others too. You know, one of the one of the guys from Harry Potter. What are they? Oh yeah, Hagrid. Yes. Didn't did Gilbert Gottfried die this year? Yes, yeah, he did. Oh my god. Yeah, I wasn't yeah, sure no, if that was in 2022 or 2021. It was back in April. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Godfrey died in April. Damn. But, yeah, I know. Lots, lots and lots of people that we're going to miss in this world now. And here we're going to see the New Kings, you know, here in Australia, we're going to see the New Kings mug printed on the face of our money. Oh, yeah. Did they uh, start doing that yet? Yeah, they've come up with a design for King Charles's face on the five dollar note and um, and all the coins that are going to wow. be minted from twenty twenty three onwards. <clears throat> and of course, for those of us who grew up in the eighties and nineties, uh, Bob McGrath, who was uh, a longtime fixture on Sesame Street, passed away this month. Oh, what did he do? He was Bob. Bob. He was Bob on Sesame Street. I don't remember him. Eighties uh, and nineties. I remember him when I was little. He he was also on the uh, Sesame Street movie. Oh, you know, if I saw a picture of him, I'd probably remember. But yeah. it's I don't really watch Sesame Street. You know, it's probably before my time. Yeah, I don't think it's that big anymore. Uh, they're trying. They they, uh, they had a whole skit with uh, Elmo getting his vaccine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All they kinds of messages a, like that. They also, didn't, didn't they also have a skit with him talking about racism and shit? Of course. Oh, yeah. That was why my, not? One of my favorite actresses passed away this year, uh, Angela Lansbury. Uh, mm. you know her she was the voice of the teapot on beauty and the beast oh no that's sad and then she was also um of course mur murder she wrote um she was she was a very well-known british actress mm. <coughs> my grandma used to love murder she wrote she'd watch it all the time yeah now but in that sense, though, it's, um, it was quite an eventful ride. There's no denying it for all of us down here, especially in you know, inside and outside of Furry, the Furry Raiders. Remember, this year we had a 200th episode. We made it to the big 200. <laughs> so wild, man. Congrats. Yay. Yeah, yes. And there's still so much more in the store of the Furry Raiders in store in the years ahead that I can say to you. But also, now to move on to the realm of furry things, it's been a pretty crazy ride for conventions too. Like now, this is this has really become the year where they've you know gone back and restarted after the whole COVID thing in a way. Mm -hmm. And it seems people were just a tad bit excited. Well, yeah. I mean, see, I expected that when conventions were going to be coming back, that they would be, like, not as well attended, like, half the amount, probably. So I think people would probably still be scared. But that doesn't seem to be the case. Yeah. And then now, eventually, you know, people just wanted to get back everything back to normal the way it was before. 
in a, in a way as well. And we've kind of got that, you know. But kind there's of. been like what well, with furry conventions. There's always been a very very big roadblock to that way. The whole vaccine mandates. Yeah, I I don't know if every single convention is doing that, but I know a lot of the big ones are. Like MFF was absolutely draconian with it. Same thing with uh, AC. Megaplex was only masks because we went to Megaplex. Yeah. But most others are just, you know, in between, <coughs> in and around, or having these, um, you know, just there's two vaccines or, or what have you. But it's. But, you know, but you got to look at all the other conventions too. Like, you ask yourself, you know, if you go to an anime convention, you know, games, pop culture, comic con, if they even, you know, if attendees require a vaccine certificate to attend. We have have Saratoga Comic Con here in Saratoga Springs, and they are not requiring anything. No masks, no vaccines, nothing. Just go and have a good time. And this last one we went to in November, you could barely move around the show floor. It was so packed. See, that's the way it should be, right? Yes. Uh-huh. And the guy, the guy that runs it isn't a wokus, whatever, you know, virtue signal everything, require all the, and, you know, we got we to gotta look out for everybody. So we're going to make you have all five or all six before you can attend. And you got to prove it. And then you got to wear a wristband to prove it. Ugh. MFF. Jeez. And you know what's funny about all of that? Even still, MFF, like COVID, was still spread around there. They even had to make an announcement for it. Yes. <laughs> like, if everyone is masked and vaxxed and double vaxxed and whatever the hell, then how is it still spreading? They were all still getting sick and they were all like, you know posting their, their, their at-home tests, and they're like, oh, look, your pe- pregnancy test is showing that you're pregnant. Most people forget it's not just breathing in each other's faces that leads to infection. It's also, you know, touching someone or touching something that was recently touched, mm-hmm. touching your face, or, and you know, contamination. Generally. And that goes true for most viruses. Oh, yeah. Hey, this is like hand. a type of, um, not AIDS, um, uh, what was that thing? Hepatitis. There's a type of hepatitis where if someone doesn't wash their hands after going to the toilet, they touch a surface, someone else touches that surface and then they eat something, and then they get that as well. Ah, uh, gross. Wasn't that hepatitis yeah, so C? Wash your bloody hands, you stupid pricks. <laughs> But no, you know, at Saratoga Comic Con, there were people that chose to wear a mask, and I'm fine with that. If you choose to wear it, that's on you. Don't make everybody else do it because you're too afraid to get out of your mother's basement. Uh, Yeah, it really should be a choice, but I guess some cons don't do that. They don't believe in choice. This whole th- this whole last two years has shown their true colors, for sure. Mm-hmm. And it's like now it's so evident. You know, if you want to join the mainstream furcon club, we'll go to all the mainstream cons. You know, and you know, wear a mask, and I don't mean your first suit head, and get your fucking yeah, yeah. I st- with the whole mask mandate thing, I still hold that if it's required either by the state or the country at the time, you can't say anything about it. But when the FERCON itself turns around and says you have to regardless, that's when it's a problem. Yes. Because beating down on someone like that uh, on an organization because they're required to by law is fucking ridiculous. But when they're doing it because they choose to, then they're the ones being ridiculous. Well, a lot, of, a lot of these events are kind of run by like petty people too. Yes. 
I mean, they just want that ability to say, you can do this, you can't do that. You know, they love that that rush of authority that they get. Well, somebody, it was either, I think it was in the Motor City Furcon group, kind of, you know, set their what their real goal was, was to filter out certain people. Because, you know, generally, who's the ones that are not getting the the vaccines and who's the ones that are averse to wearing the mask all the time. Yeah, think, there you go. Think about it for a minute. And then those are the same people that they wanted to keep out of the conventions, keep out of the fandom. Yep. Because they're, you know, these young kids come in and they act like gatekeepers because they think they own it, they control it. And that's how it usually goes every couple of years. Oh. There'll be, look, give it another five, four or five years. And you'll have another group that will come in with either heavier restrictions or they'll try to lighten everything off. They're, they're, you know, they're all like, well, if you don't like it, then go do, uh, start your own events. Okay, we did. And then they got mad about that. <laughs> that's exactly oh. what happened this year in 2022. <laughs> that was so juicy. The greatest furcon happened. Yep. Right smack bang in the heart of summer in July 2022. <laughs> I will not Granted, I wasn't able to attend purely because of you know financial reasons and the <clears throat> and all the challenge and all the hiccups about you know flying abroad, you know, out of Australia and into overseas, but you know, like I said again to those who attended, you know, endless congratulations and thank yous to you all. But you are a beacon of hope in this time of darkness. And I still stand by that statement. And, like we all said, you know, Free For All is coming back again next year. Late July 2023. Still at the, um, still in Tulsa. At the Glenpool Conference Center. Be there. It is a con you do not want to miss out on. And in and of itself, like, I was actually amazed by it because it was a con that had, you know, that went against all odds, against all expectations, and every furry and their mother wanted it to fail. But no! It succeeded! It won! It triumphed! I think you mean, Jolt, that they didn't have to call the police, no one was taken away in an ambulance... Uh, feces weren't smeared all over the walls. <laughs> you didn't have degenerates running around and doing things that mm-hmm. would generally have them arrested and thrown in prison. Yeah, uh, and they still tried to get it cancelled. Oh hell yeah! Yep. Yeah, and those. Now they said, "Oh, yeah. uh, if you don't like the mainstream furry fandom, then go build your own thing." So okay, we did that. And they still try to shut it down. <laughs> like what well, the hell? Was... What do you want, people? They were successful in shutting it down from one location, but the other one was, um, yeah, nope. <laughs> yeah, definitely a lot better. Yes. And then you look at MFF, and they had a uh, ambulance call like on Wednesday before yeah, the conference well, started. Something broken on Wednesday. Yep. And you know, they had yeah, I think the front door over the stairwells. Wasn't there a convention that had a plate glass window blow? Oh, it was. Uh, it was um, Burpock. It had a uh, plate glass window blow yep. out. Wait, it blew out? Yeah, on the out? second floor, right over the, uh, like, right over the lobby. It was shattered glass all over the place. <laughs> and that was on Thursday. Knocked like, what the hell? Frame or something like that. I guess sure. the, the best huh? one was still... Um, Quite a few. Actually, it was 2016. It was just after my motorcycle accident. Somebody uh, had a bad trip. I think this was at uh, FWA. Had a bad trip. Took a swan dive right from the fourth floor balcony, six stories down into the restaurant. Right into the booth. Wait, and really? He survived? He survived. Oh, shit. Yep. How? He, he was wearing his fursuit when he did it. Oh, my God. He landed into wait. the booth. Oh, uh, wait. What kind of booth was it? Was it like fabric? Um, it was a vinyl padded booth or something like that. 
Oh yeah, you, you'd have a you'd have a good chance of surviving if you smacked into that because you'd have the fabric. Uh, well, you have you had have uh, you had to have surgeries and stuff to fix stuff, but he oh, yeah, I mean, fallen several stories. I mean, boy. Yeah. Oh yeah, your body would be screwed up for sure, but you've at least got a chance of survival at that point. But yeah. uh, six six months later, or whatever, he was back into doing the same antics. So you know, uh, people don't learn, do they? Gluttons, yeah. oh. idiots, idiots, being what that is. But no, yes. brain, no brain, no pain. My dad used to say. <laughs> <laughs> but as I was saying, you know, noble, like with all those things that were, you mentioned, those are also big victories for free for all. You know. Mm-hmm. And in the in that. Mm, cause a thing. Um, it just basically goes to show you, like, as a concluding statement for that, you know, if you want to go over there, be a degenerate, run a run a mark, you know, see all this degenerate shit. By all means, get vaccinated and attend a mainline three convention. <laughs> yeah, do that at MFF or something. Your anthrocons, you know, your apocalypses. Well, the problem is it really depends on why someone wants to go to the actual Furcon itself. If they want to go and see actual artists, well, mm -hmm. that's where they're all going. And yeah, if people want to go cut their life expectancy in half to go to a mainstream furry con, go right ahead. I mean, I won't ever take that stuff because my mom died from the J&J uh, &J booster, so... Just seeing, just seeing her health decline after, well, when she got the first one, it was starting to go, and then after she got that booster, it was March twenty sixth was her last day on Earth. Oh. She was only sixty one. <clears throat> but not, and it's been a common occurrence all over the place. You see, everybody all of a sudden just died suddenly. Dude, my coworker, she uh, she got she's only I think fifty three, or forty seven. I don't I don't remember. I think she was fifty three. She got the one vaccine once. About two days later, she was hospitalized for a blood clot. A few months after that, got a booster, and died a week later. Ugh. Pulmonary embolism. Uh, she had no health concerns. She wasn't overweight. None of that. What most people generally forget is that when there's a new vaccine, there's usually a testing phase which was completely thrown to the gutter. You yep. didn't have that. Yeah, that came out relatively recently that they said, yeah, we kind of just rushed this and didn't really do proper human trials yet. So, okay, an, a rushed experimental drug happens to be killing people. <laughs> like, I know it's not a lot of people, like maybe Still... a few dozen here and there, but ah. Uh, Nope. The problem would be figuring out exactly what ingredients did what. Uh, I don't know. It's hard to say. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But yeah, there's a couple of interesting live comments to say just, you know, in and around this whole segment. Joseph says, if you keep building this new movement in the furry fandom, I'm sure and hope that it will influence young furs in a good way. Yeah, that's that's true. That's really true. You know, I, I, it's really sad to see just how politically driven this fandom has become. I mean, it really is just sick. And there's so many young people coming into it now, and it's not even about, like, being a furry anymore and enjoying anthropomorphism. It's more about, like, your sexuality and your gender and your race and all that nonsense, who you vote for. Like, it's, it's so... It's not fun anymore. Like, I mean, it is, but, like... Not a lot of it. Avera, the whole fairy thing used to be something separate from your regular life. It was yes. not down below. It was sort of down below and then shifted to the left or the right. So usually, now unless you had a successful business in the fairy community or doing supplies and stuff, uh, you generally didn't have it cross over into your real life. However, nowadays, people are more about being... Um, they want you to show off more. Right, so that's furry exactly with a, what it is. So if you're like the rainbow dildo butt monkey, then you get invited into going oh. to libraries for teaching kids how to read for some weird psychotic reason. But uh, Yeah, actually. 
that's Freaking. the kind of stuff that's degenerate and should be, you know, if someone wants to dress up like a rainbow dildo butt monkey, then they need to go do that in their where it's appropriate and preferably not in front of school children. Did you see the soldier with the pup hood a couple oh, weeks ago? God. <laughs> oh, yeah, that oh, was funny. Oh, boy. Oh, goodness. Right in front of the flag and all the, the badges and stuff. Oh, goodness. He made some think, choices with that. I think there was more than one person, too. Wasn't there, like, a few that did that? There's a couple oh. of them that I've seen on Twitter that, yeah, but... The problem with him was is he was a colonel and he was leading a unit or something like that out of the joint base of Hawaii and he got all the patches that showed up on his the ASU jacket, the patches on his uh, ACUs and everything. It's like, yeah, okay, you said you're a colonel. You got all these patches. Put two and two together. People can figure out what you did and who you were. <laughs> what the heck? <clears throat> And he also, there was also pictures of him leading the uh, Maryland National Guard or something like that, like, however many years before he went to Hawaii. I was like, well, what do you think was going to happen if he put that out there? Wow. Wow, wow. <clears throat> yeah. But, <clears throat> but as I was to get back to the whole thing, Noble is indeed right. Like now, you know, now Furism stands for whatever. Like Avira and Noble are both indeed right. It stands for all that stuff. Plus the whole incessant, you know, the showboating, hedonism, degeneracy, and. I think a larger, a, a large part too could also be like activism. Like furries, a lot of them tend to be like gung ho no, no. activists. No, no, that's not activism, that's terrorism. <laughs> Well, yeah, but you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. But there's another interesting comment too. Mint says, "Fuck the vax. Mainstream furry cons are a bigger threat to life." LMAO. Oh boy. I mean. Oh. Hmm. Still statement. Yeah. Now I don't know about this. Actually, have people died at furry cons? I don't oh. know if they uh. have. Hold on. Let's take a look. Yeah, I, I can't think of a story. I know people have gotten very sick and injured, but, like, I don't know. Unless somebody, like, drank too much. Maybe. Uh, 2016, apparently. There was an incident at... I don't know, Ferry Community Shock Dr. Guri Triple Murder. Whoa. Uh, on September the 24th, 2016, I think this was. I don't think this was at a furry con, though. Oh, no, it was the um, chlorine gas attack at Yes, that one. But that's just a uh, thing of the past, as it were. But that's Rolling Stones. <laughs> 19 hospitalized at furry convention yeah. due to seemingly... Uh, oh no, that's a that's a different one. Yeah, that the whole the Midwest Fur Fest chlorine gas incident of twenty fourteen is a thing of the past at the end of the day. <sighs> in this present time, but yeah. Well that's what happened when I Google, so But yay. alas though, but to get back to the whole point of this, Joseph is indeed right, you know. We should people like us, you know, furries like us, you know, and even the young furries, the next generation of furries really need to get up there and start you know, supporting events like free-for-all start, you know. Definitely. You know, a, a big problem with the fandom, too, is it's become way too mainstream. And like you said earlier about, like, it bleeding into, like, real life, I feel like it doesn't have to be that way. No, no, it really no, it doesn't. It's really like escapism, fantasy, and mm -hmm. just yeah, fun. Furry does not mean sitting, kicking back, relaxing with your feet in a bucket of cat litter. <laughs> uh, don't worry, at our car show, somebody came up and asked my dad and I about that. And we we're like, yeah, no, that's not furry. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what that was. I think that was a joke. <laughs> I have no clue. Who knows? Yeah, but yeah, 
but that's just pretty much what it is though are we expecting to see more of this stuff in 2023 i bet you probably will well i imagine at some point people are going to start protesting at actual fur cons oh they have they already did oh really they were doing an mff yeah when i was at um was it uh, a and e in 2019 they had um for the 2020 election they had like bernie sanders uh, um uh what like uh, like a whole like march of they people went, yeah they went out signs. and rallying uh why would you drag they did the same thing fairy <laughs> dude they did the same thing at furpock they had like giant like signs of like bernie sanders plastered face on it it was weird like a dozen people were chanting and marching and holding signs and crap and like in first too i'm like oh, dude I remember 2016 at Furpock, somebody was going around dressed up. You know those uh, those um, suspended masks for somebody's face? Uh, they probably knew it was Shaq. They used to have the Shaq mask. Well, somebody had a Hillary mask. All <laughs> uh, flags and everything. Vote for me. Vote for me. And I looked at her, I looked at her and said, what about Benghazi? What about Whitewater? What about all this stuff? And oh, yeah. she just walked away. So 2020 or uh, 2017, we were at a and for the inauguration. And the same person had the Hillary mask dressed in all black, like funeral clothes. Mm-hmm. And I said, oh, are you mourning your campaign? <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's just gotten worse. Ugh. Yeah, 2016 for Pokemon. I don't remember that. Probably because um, I don't know. I just don't remember that. But damn, that's pretty funny. <sighs> yeah, but now like 2023, we're expect we're. I think if we haven't hit the whole, we haven't hit the whole hold my beer level yet. I do have to. I dare say, which is again, <clears throat> not me suggesting they should. You know go do all this stuff but we're just saying that we're expecting more of this stuff maybe you know on a varying scale at these mainline fur cons while these mainline fur cons keep having the whole covid thing in place even though covid is or should be a thing of the past that just you know comes back at convenient times <laughs> yeah like the, and the, the thing is it it could be left in the past like if, if people just stopped caring about it then, like, oh, the three or four people that might have gotten the coronavirus at, like, a convention with a thousand people or something, that wouldn't really be a big deal. It's like, you know, con crud or whatever. Well, well, but, but the fact that... 20, the fact that, like, and... mainstream cons are still implying all these ridiculous rules, like, do you think that's ever going to go away? Mm, I don't think so. I don't know. But what I do know... Yeah, it's not. What I do know is that, you know, COVID's just kind of reared its ugly head again during this Christmas period and you know and I expected to rear his ugly head again at a convenient time like around Easter <laughs> yep 2023 yeah so, you know they gotta they gotta keep they can't exactly engineer variants fast enough on this yeah <laughs> yeah I was just gonna say yeah they're gonna have some some new variant come out it's gonna have some scary name like Omega Delta 9 is coming for you or some crazy <laughs> shit well well, like I said, you know, I really should learn that language. To be honest, <laughs> what, Latin? Latin, 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 yeah, great, <laughs> yeah. Well, like I said, you know, in the MCFC group, they kind of, you know, revealed their true intentions with this is to filter out people like us that who, is mean, who are adults who support freedom of choice, that sort of thing. You know, yeah, that's exactly what they want. <clears throat> That's exactly what it is. So, now we're going to switch tack to, you know, what's what's so in this time of the year and say, yeah, you know what? It's Christmas. Mm -hmm. And we're going to, you know, like I said, and Avira, you came up with this idea, you know, let's have a look at some of the weirdest, most, you know, wackiest cultural traditions, you know, that that celebrate Christmas. Um. Yes. Did you um? Did you find anything on that or I no? Did find a few articles there. Oh, good. Okay, let's talk about that because there are some Great. pretty wacky ones out there. Yes. <laughs> some or some unique ones. 
let's start with the infamous one from Sweden. The giant Yule Goat of, from the town of Yavle. The you know, Yule Every goat. year they set up, they build this giant, you know... Oh my! Goat that hangs, you know, from from the old paganistic traditions, a giant straw goat, and you know, and people have attempted on many occasions to burn it down. Yeah, I was just gonna say, like, like that looks very flammable. Mm-hmm. Like Burning Man, Burning Goat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's more and more too. Like so the goat is. Tradition. Oh, okay. Norwegians hide their brooms. Wait, they hide their brooms because they're afraid witches will steal them? You know, I actually would think this is the sort of a thing that you should be doing in Halloween. Yeah. (laughs) Yes, actually, that's a good point. Yeah, why on Christmas? Right, it's like during the Christmas period, Norwegians hide all their brooms in order to keep away the evil witches who ride on brooms from their homes. (laughs) Okay. I should ask a friend that. But she's not online right now. That's a, I haven't heard of that one. It's pretty funny. Another. <clears throat> Ooh, I like this one. Another one. Philippines. If you thought the United States went all out of Christmas decorations, you should see what the Philippines does. Every year, the city of San Fernando holds legally guard Harul. A giant lantern festival featuring dazzling paroles, <coughs> lanterns that symbolize the star of Bethlehem. Each parrel contains consists of thousands of spinning lights that illuminate the night sky. This festival has made San Fernando the Christmas capital of the Philippines. Very nice. That's pretty cool. Very, you know, in its own unique, you know, it holds them in the spirit sort of way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Totally love to live in the spirit of that. Oh, Japan. <laughs> yep. Japan. There we go. Oh, this is bad. Let's see. Well, it's yeah. not really bad, though, because, I mean, it's not a national holiday in Japan. Most people there are either, like, Buddhist or Correct. some type so, of, like, Shintoism. Yeah, in a way, it's, a, it's another form of Buddhism. I but, came yes. across an interesting uh, YouTube video from a Japanese comedian who was talking about the Christmas period in Japan. It's just tokenism. They're not actually celebrating it. It's a holiday that they felt they'd absorb and, you know, take these, advantage You know, of. it's like one of those weird things that these Westerners do and, like, and in Japanese fashion... They just got her, uh, you know, imitated or whatever in its own wacky, in their own Japanese crazy wacky way. Oh, I wouldn't call it crazy. I don't I'd know, say but wacky, this, but not crazy. Yes, but this one, you know, Japan, instead of like, as you know, it said that rather than gathering around the table for turkey, families head out to their local KFC. Okay, so the tradition began in 1974 after a wildly successful marketing campaign called. Oh god, can I read that? Kurisumasu. Yeah, let me say it to you. Kurisumasu okay. niba Kentucky. Right. Okay, perfect. <laughs> Kentucky for Christmas. Oh, that's nice. Here's another one. Iceland. Okay, so similar, similar to the 12 days of Christmas in the U.S., Iceland celebrates 13, ooh, each night before Christmas. Icelandic children, they're visited by the 13 Yule lads. After placing their shoes by the window, the little ones will head upstairs to bed. In the morning, they'll either have received candy if they're good or be greeted with shoes full of rotten potatoes if they're bad. Huh? What kind of horrible parents? Oh. Oh, Vera. How do you it's raise their, a child? It's their way of being around? in Santa, right? Like, there's a tradition that, you know, you get given a bag of coal in Christmas, right? Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know if it's their version of that, but, you know. At least you can burn coal in a fire and you could be useful. I mean, run potatoes. Bleh. You know, I don't think I've known anybody to ever gotten coal for Christmas. Well, I forget. Uh, you know, uh, thing of the it, past. Really, it, oh, you ever see like those um that Santa's coal like that Christmas candy? Oh, it comes in the red bag. <laughs> I actually like that. 
sounds like licorice or something. Uh, it actually tastes like juicy fruit. Oh, wow. Yeah. But it's dyed black, and whenever you eat it, or like even touch it, it the, the ink gets everywhere. Like, it'll dye your mouth black. <laughs> it sounds like a ghost drop. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, it's not really the best uh, designed candy, I guess, but I don't know, it's a cute gimmick. We all have to have our gimmicks. Yes, there's another. Here's another weird series of weird Christmas traditions. Ukraine decorating Christmas trees with spider webs. Okay, what? Wait, what really? Why Where? is this with Halloween and Christmas like combined? You know, even like Nightmare Before Christmas. I don't know. They're they're too similar. Why are you decorated with spider webs though? And this That's says, you know, Ukrainians believe that decorating the tree will bring them good luck in their home and life. Uh. Okay. I mean, spiders can be good luck, I guess. I'm not yeah. sure if they ever were known for luck. Spiders. <laughs> if you wanted a, a good luck symbol, uh, you'd probably decorate your thing with horseshoes and clovers and a rabbit's foot. <laughs> yeah, all these good luck symbols are kind of weird. <laughs> Spiders. Ooh, that's mm -hmm. No, Ireland beer and pie for Santa. That sounds traditionally Irish. Yeah. <laughs> that's Irish. Big time. And they love their beer and all that. Here's another strange one. Another Irish one. Christmas with Krampus, the half goat, half demon. Wait, where's this located in? The oh, it's Ireland. Ireland. You know, I think this whole thing is basically them. Like, if you were basically didn't like Christmas and you wanted to long back to the days of the, you know, pre-Christian Ireland where they were all druids and stuff. Yeah, do that. It's uh, it seems more like a you all kind of like a traditional. Uh... Celtic kind of thing. Yeah, it's certainly interesting. Yeah. Well, apparently Chris, uh, Christians have only liked Christmas for like the last thousand years before then. It was just seen as degenerate. Um, people getting drunk, people going completely ballistic, or breaking you know, property, they and their, um, riding in general. Christmas with their own, you know, their own old-fashioned old traditions. You know, not, I'm not saying what, things mean, like uh, Yuletide and that are a bad thing. Getting drunk and cross-dressing? <laughs> oh, yeah. Mind you, that was Roman, so, you know. Well, the one thing we have to remember is, you know, Christmas itself was uh, established in December as a replacement for Yule because of all the pagan religions, when Christianity was supp supplanting all the pagan religions. Right, right. And in a way, they tried to, um, you know, do the whole thing of Constantine. Like, they tried to Christianize, you know, some of the pagan stuff and all that, like traditions. It is kind of interesting how Middle Eastern uh, religion took over the um, Europe area. I think it's just that Europe were the ones that were the most, you know... It wasn't easy, but they really did, you know, replace <laughs> it. More yeah. than anything else. But so, do you guys have any uh, traditions at all that you do, like, for know. Christmas? I don't know, man. Like, because Christmas down here is in the summer, we don't do the whole wintry traditions. It's just weird. No, if we were dressed like it's winter, we'd basically be cooking ourselves. Okay. Go to the beach for Christmas. There you go. Yeah, yeah right. uh, you put on your thongs, yeah. put on a short sleeve shirt and some uh, shorts, and you go out and have a barbecue. There you go. Christmas barbecue. That sounds nice. I don't know. Sunday we're going down to my sister's house for breakfast. She's making breakfast. Oh, very good. Of course, you know, they just, my sister and brother-in-law with their kids live in between us and my dad, so... So that makes it easy. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Every year, well, I put up some lights, um, like around the, around the front of the house. We also also get like a real tree every year. And um, this is uh, something that I just do personally. I don't know 
what I don't know how long this started, but I think ever since maybe like since middle school or before, every year on Christmas I would watch Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. The original claymation. Yep. Yeah. Ah. Every year. I don't know. It's just something I like doing. Ooh, Joe, we got a question. Mm-hmm. Then I'm trying to celebrate Boxing Day. Well, it is an actual public holiday here in this country, yes. Correct, and it's the day after Christmas. Aren't you supposed to open your Christmas gifts on that day, though? I never really got to follow that. Isn't Boxing Day a public holiday across all of the uh, Dominion countries, though? Oh, like in Canada, too? Yeah. think so i think it's i think it's all you know in the crown constituencies <laughs> boxing day was nothing we ever celebrated in the states yeah i don't really know much about it <laughs> joseph asks do you guys box <laughs> that's like the one question you got asked on a day like boxing day is this a day where you just get out there and I don't blame you for asking that question, but no, that's the day you go and put the boxing gloves on the kangaroos and watch the kangaroos box. Hey, 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 hey! Kangaroos don't use boxing gloves; they just come at you with their claws. Yes. <laughs> well, what do we do with you guys? And then, and then when you're when you're running away from the kangaroo that's coming up to pick a fight with you, you got to watch out for the those uh, birds there, the carowaries or whatever they are. Oh, the cassowaries. Cassowaries. Those things will destroy you. Yo, those are scary. Those are like freaking dinosaurs. <sighs> I've seen a video of a cassowary swallowing an entire apple whole. Wow. It just, just gulped it right down. Like, bro. That's, That's a little scary. Is also the country you generally don't want to get wasted in because if you accidentally touch the gimpy gimpy, you'll wake up in searing ass pain. Oh, touch the what? The gimpy gimpy. Uh, plant. Oh, it's a plant. Okay, that sounds yeah, like. See, you guys can have your poison ivy, but we'll take something that's nicknamed as the suicide plant any day. <laughs> then oh, you in Mexico. Oh. The desert in the Baja, you have the the teddy bear choya, which will jump out at you and stick to you if you're not if you just look at it. And then you have the pencil plant, which can blind you. Hmm, that sounds fun. Yeah, why you stay on the beaten path when you're in the desert down there? All right. Well, now to. To finalize the whole rest of the thing, um, what are your predictions for 2023? More degeneracy! Ugh. Unfortunately. I really hope things improve. Well, now that we hopefully have the right people in control of the house, things the crap that they've been pushing through might get blunted. I don't know. It depends on, you know, how much of a backbone they have. Are we um, also expecting, you know, what everyone is saying, a big recession to hit in 2023? Now that everything has become expensive. I think we kind of already are. Well, it depends on how much people are actually spending. That's the thing. I don't think people were spending too much on Christmas this year. You never know. Oh, Walmart earlier when we were in Walmart it was pretty busy, so. But again, I, like, like with all things, you know, food is currently still, you know, expensive. We've been dealing mm -hmm. with all this stuff. And, you know, down here, as far as 2022 is like. This is like the year where the country went underwater, so literally speaking. Yeah, and then and then before all the crap, you guys had all those wildfires. Yeah, oh, I mean, we, we have just, those every couple of years. Yeah. 
but this was the year where we just had like non-stop heavy rain events and like and the and the towns around the rivers and the countryside just all flooded wow because of heavy rain so think at this point we just pray for things to get better yeah and ultimately yeah like the wild you know the crazy more crazy wild weather i don't know maybe maybe we will see something that's you know that's beyond all explanation other than climate change <laughs> don't get al gore excited yeah uh-huh. well and with that i pronounced that <coughs> I pronounce that this is we have currently reached the end of the Raider Vambles season five for 2022. Woohoo! Alright, and uh next time we see you guys, uh it'll be next year. What a ride, right? <laughs> yeah. Of a ride. It's oh, you know what's funny about 2022 that we didn't even bother to mention? Freaking Elon Musk buying Twitter. I mean, we always talked about that before, but I'm just saying, it's another bonkers thing that happened this year. Whoever oh, that's been just <laughs> completely entertaining for me. I mean, holy shit. <laughs> now, now it looks like he's at the point where he's, uh, oh shit, this is obviously too much than I was expecting, and now he's trying to shaft his responsibility, which was fucking fantastic. I don't know what the hell's going on. <laughs> should I step down from Twitter? <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, I don't think you should. A lot of things got revealed. A lot of scary things. Mm. Mm-hmm. Not to mention but some it... illegal things as well. Yes, especially been part of our government. Well, can't really, uh, get too deep into that anyway. Yeah. Nor was it surprising. Yeah. No, but it's, um, it's been out, you know been a great ride like if you do all the you know if all the evils are going to be in the, you know exposed in the world then it shall it, it must happen you know the curtain must be veiled out and that's why i gotta be thankful for my main man kanye west <laughs> crazy as he is doing that oh jeez. <laughs> he made alex jones look sane <laughs> like, how do you do that? <laughs> oh, it's easier, Vera. You just try to shove your head so far up your ass until you, know, you reach your stomach. Oh, my oh. God. Wow. <laughs> yeah. You get to put, get to uh, where thing you, you say, "Oh, this nothing shocks me anymore." Then you have something that shocks you. It's just, oh, man, no, now, nothing surprises me anymore. The thing is that you have to realize that it doesn't matter what standards you set your whole sort of thing at. There's always going to be someone to go way below it. I mean, I ha- I've had something, I think it was this year, may have been last year, that just, I sat there, thought for a moment, and then realized that I had not seen anything that bad before, but now I have. And after that, it's the only thing that's really going to surprise me is if we start seeing suicide cults starting to uh, really flare up again. I think they already exist. Uh, it's called, you know, it's called I mean, the, in the furry cult, fandom. The vegan cult. And... I'm talking yeah, more like the furry fandom, not Jilly Juice. Jonestown. <laughs> yes, like that. Okay. No, 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 no. It was back in the 90s. You had that whole group there that thought there was a alien spaceship in the in the tail of Hale-Bopp or something. And yeah, when, Heaven's Gate. <laughs> when Hale-Bopp got to the closest approach to the Earth, they all stood up on a cliffside and killed themselves, thinking that that's how they were going to get on this ship. Wait, what was the one where they dr- they moved, was it to Mexico, and they drank a poison? No, that was Jonestown. Oh. Yeah, they drank the Kool-Aid. Literally. Literally. And I think it was, what was that, in Guyana or something like that? I can't remember. I don't know. It was somewhere in Central America. Yeah. Oh, well. And with that, that's the end of that. So, we would like to wrap up this episode and this season with a closing statement. 
make sure you got enough projects for a couple of weeks, guys, because it's going to be a hell of a ride. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Astro? Uh, can I close with a prayer? Sure. Absolutely. All right. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day, and we thank you for the fact that we're celebrating this Christmas season to remember your risen son that was born on Christmas Day who would grow to live on this earth for 33 years and die on the cross on Easter to bring us all salvation. We thank you every day for this. And we thank you for 2022, and we're going to thank you for the things that you bring us for 2023. In thy holy and blessed name, amen. 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 All right. Well, guys, uh, I can't believe we made it this far already. I mean, five seasons. Like, oh, my goodness. Yeah, 2023, hopefully it's going to be a pretty good ride. I mean, hopefully if things get a little better. Um, I am looking forward to other events, though. I mean, definitely free-for-all. I know it's going to be a lot bigger next year, too, now that we have all the marketing and stuff going for it. That's going to be great. Yeah, we're and, um, yeah, guys, I guess I'll see you next year. <laughs> yeah. Merry Christmas. And to all our Bye! <laughs> Everybody! And, you know, Merry Christmas and, you know, Happy New Year to all of you. I hope you enjoyed this as much as we did making it, making this for you. And as, and as showrunner, it is always my, you know, my, my honor and my duty of, as a privilege to be able to chronicle not just the story of the furry raiders, but of the world that, that which we inhabit in, you know, both inside and outside of furry. And as always, you know, as always... Our episodes are available on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Player.fm, iHeartRadio, BitChute, and more. Further down the line, you may see a new platform in 2023. We we're excited to see what Season 6 brings for you on the table, as we are all stuck on this ride. And with that, we bid you farewell, and until next time. Bye.